Hello and welcome to the Coolest Kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, joined by your other host, Mr. Brock Wilbur. And Mr. Brock Wilbur is here today with me. We're going to talk about the starting line which, based on a true story. Which might get to the finish line very quickly. It is it is real good. It's a good album. It's a good um, album. Uh, yeah, I, I figured this album, this, uh, this episode wouldn't be too long, but I, I did want to talk about it because it is, uh, it feels antithetical. Like I've been thinking about, um, the sort of like what society at the time thought emo was. Sure. Like, that's an interesting like your, take. <laughs> like your, uh, like your My Chemical Romance, your, your The Used, your, uh, all the, all the bands with the black hair and the makeup and all that stuff and how it wasn't emo. Like it was very, um, like it was, it was like this fo- like almost this like masculine, like grossness around, like surrounded that, that form of emo. Sure. Uh, where that, that, this music didn't like the emo of the time, <laughs> like, like the start, like listening to the starting line, there's literally a song where he's just like, uh, he, he's talking about a, a famous girl getting naked and people judging her and be like, whatever, let him talk. Like basically like, don't fucking slut shame that girl. Like it's 2000, <laughs> like it's 2005 when that song came out, which is like, which is, uh, like I said, it feels antithetical to the, to the other bands that, that were deemed emo bands, like the, the hot topic emo bands of the time. I like this album. I like this album a whole lot. Uh, it is kind of embarrassing when you get to the third, fourth, third track, fourth track, fourth track. Bedroom talk when he says, "I'm gonna tear your ass up like we just got married." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was uh, <laughs> that was, that was like, something. Of, it felt like the the Kevin Smith tweet about the taint. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, "Who did? Why would you do this?" <laughs> You're white. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, also, the, the uh, but it's it's extra white because the implication is that like you can only do real naughty sex your wedding night. Like, oh baby, that's that's when we're gonna do it. Like, no one, no one, no one has sex on their wedding night. Everyone's too uh, fucking tired. It's uh, it is that, not at that all is, that like is a, a documented like a thing. So, like, yeah, it's also a pretend <laughs> tearing of the ass up. Like, it's a situation in which ass is not torn up. Right. It, 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 it would be like being like, instead of saying, like, going to the club, like, oh, girl, I'm going to grind up on you at the public library. And you're like, wait, why is it taking place in that in that time, in that location? No one's no one's ever gr- grinded up or ground in that in that situation. Why are you singing about it, buddy? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like we just got out of high school and learned what sex was. <laughs> I heard about it from my dad. <laughs> we had a very awkward talk. And then my buddy... I was trying to think of a stupid nickname for a white guy, but I couldn't think of one quickly uh, enough. This is the this is the first time that's ever happened on this show. You normally have every I, immediate go to for for stupid white names in stupid white culture. Uh, I I, yeah. I just want to cherish it. I don't I don't have anything, but yeah, it's uh, it's just very um... Braxton. Yes, I was talking to my buddy Braxton, and he was just like, "Man, I know this girl. We totally had sex." And he was like, "Oh, tell me about it." And he was like, you, you, "We did it," and <laughs> my penis touched her. 
Did you ever have that when one of your friends tried to like tell you about you when just, they had did sex? Did you just and you put just something like, in the trash can on your computer? No, no. It was uh, I had pressed my thumb into a half-empty water bottle. And okay, it made a, it's it made a. It sounded like you were just it uh, made a doing a dunk uh, at the end of your joke, like, and I'll go ahead and drop something, but donk, that is done. <laughs> uh, but, but did you ever have one of your friends just like, I totally had sex with this girl, like, try to tell you about it, and it's just like, I, why, does, why is this a normal thing that's supposed to happen? I don't ever, I never needed to hear uh, what you did in the bedroom. Like, it's, uh, we're friends, but... <laughs> I don't want to hear about your situation. I'm trying to parse on. which situation are you talking about here? Are you talking like, about the one that you're just uh, like like kids like making up sex, or are you making? Are you talking about when somebody overshares about what they've done? Yeah, when some like even even like I remember the first time one of my friends told me like he had sex with his girlfriend. And he was, I was just like I don't care. <laughs> the the, the like, right reaction here is uh, good. I hope <laughs> good. Uh, like he kept he kept going on about us. So I was just like, well, yeah, I jerked off the other night. Like, I, he was like, oh, that's gross. I was like, you were telling me about like, why would I care about you and your girlfriend having sex? Uh, I'm I'm gonna be real honest. Uh, at this point in my life, uh, if if somebody were trying to try to talk me through the play by play of of a long sexual encounter. I think my reaction would just be like, "Why? That just sounds like so much work. It's so much work. I'm so what are you I'm doing? So tired. Like, I have I have time. I have other things to do. Like I'm tired listening to you telling the story about it. Like it just uh, I, I need to break for water. That's what. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I'm glad I don't work in a, a public like the the public anymore. I don't work customer support, customer service, uh, because guys you were getting are too many sex stories. You would be surprised how many old men are just like, yeah, when I was younger, you, the girl over there, she would, uh, you don't know. I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself in in front of this espresso machine if you do not leave. I do, I do get enough of that, uh, in like the little like neighborhood bar that I work at where like a woman will walk by on the sidewalk and it is always like, it, there needs to be a word for it when old men need you to acknowledge that in a hypothetical time travel situation, <laughs> they would have got uh, all up in them guts. That's right. that's what they want you to know. And it's just like, I, I'm i always just thankful for it because like it's on the other side of glass. So like there's zero chance that the woman can hear them doing this. <laughs> I know that women have to hear that other times. Just like I have to hear it from him. Like it, it is forcing other people to any, any situation where you're forcing somebody to imagine you having sex, even if you're very attractive. Is is crossing a line, <laughs> right? <laughs> no yeah. one needs to think about that. It would be like if it would be like if I walked around and just constantly talked about like uh, how I shit. Like, uh, <laughs> oh man, you should have seen me on on the porcelain <laughs> tower yesterday. And I people was like, <laughs> why are you making me picture that, Brock? And I was like, I don't know. I, I, we're just all picturing isn't things this, today. I need isn't you to this how, Isn't this how bros work? <laughs> Ten years ago. Uh, damn, I would have torn up that turd. That's that's how hard I would have shit as a younger man. Walking past a fancy restaurant. <laughs> You're walking past a fancy restaurant. When I was younger, I would have totally gone in there and blown up that bathroom. Oh, my God. But then the restaurant can hear you. <laughs> God. Uh. <laughs> like your friend is like it's one of those restaurants that has like the open front and like there's like the the uh the hostess out front and your friends like walking past like apologizing like i'm so sorry i don't know why he's talking like this 
Speaking <sighs> speaking of no sex before marriage, uh, went to a very Christian uh, wedding over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That was out in a in a pitch black uh, bit of farmland outside of the city, uh, which they did not adequately light. So uh, I had to use my cell phone to help old people get around, uh, which was fun. <laughs> uh, and and they're they're both musicians and like big into board game stuff. And like I I guess I just didn't know how religious they were. And it was so religious that and I I'm not Catholic and they aren't Catholic. And I I know that this is a a Catholic sort of thing, but like in mm-hmm. the middle of the service, we stopped and then everyone got served communion. And me and Viv were like, "What? What? What all's? What all's happening here?" <laughs> that uh, it because it feels like it was a thing that was like, uh, it's. I'm aware of what indoctrination looks like, and I know when it, it's it's being done against <laughs> the will of people there. And like to do, be like, "You're all here, and now you have to do communion." Was it in in the best version of it? It's hey, all of our best friends in the world are here, and I want to make sure each and every one of them has a ticket to heaven so they can come <laughs> hang out with us there. And I was like, ah, this is this is weird. And even I, I like, Viv has watched me. I always take communion wherever I am. It, it, it's yeah. too late for me to take back the ar- arrangement that me and Jesus made when I was a child. <laughs> uh, I might as well get snacks, uh, yeah. a little bit of wine, uh, which uh, somebody joked next to us, like, well, you better go up and get some wine because I, I think that this is a, a dry wedding. And uh, you've never seen panic in eyes, like the the look that me and Viv exchanged, like, no, 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 we didn't drive out to the fucking country for a dry wedding where we wind up in heaven. No, 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 no. That's what a cult does. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But there was a lot of great music and stuff uh, that they were performing. And I was like, this this music is great. And then we got to the dance portion of the evening. And the playlist that they had put together started with... um, the bad lip reading song of Star Wars Yoda, the the coconut seagulls song. Oh no! And I was and and you, everyone was of the age group, and you could sort of see like various heads poking up like a like a groundhog. Like, hey hey hey, everyone shut up! Is this is this happening? Is, is this, this what that this song? Is? Who would have who would start their wedding this way? Why would that, why would that thing happen? Uh, and like, then they did like their first dance. And then after their first dance, like they were like, everybody else come up and no one else would come up. So Viv was like, we got to go do that thing that we do where we help the, everyone else get loosened up and start the dancing. So it was just us and them up there. And then the next song, uh, was a real, uh, arrhythmic St. Vincent later cut, uh, <laughs> that I was just like, who is this for? And even, even the bride and groom stopped dancing, left the dance floor. So it was just us up there trying to do digital witness. And I was like, well, I know the dance moves to this, but that's not going to help anyone. Uh, and then Viv's like, I don't know any of these words, but this is a fun, wacky time. And I was just like, this is, I, I would, I just want people to be better at music. And maybe uh, the the four or five songs that you think are just really funny, wacky, uh, don't yeah. put them up there. Don't, don't put up the backing song from your favorite old Newgrounds uh, classroom shooter game. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just like, okay. So we're doing like bad lip readings is now within the musical like Venn diagram of acceptable wedding music. Right. And I don't like, know what to do with that. There's a, there's a certain, uh, like you have to like sort of acquiesce certain things for your wedding. Like I love this, like your, your first dance song. Yes. And then there may be like a few songs in there that you're just like, every, like songs that maybe not everyone knows, but it's just like, you can enjoy this. Uh-huh. Not, 
<laughs> bad lip reading. Like if if the song makes everyone stop and go, what is happening right now? Then there's a there's a time and place for inside jokes, and it is not in most public places. The unfortunate part is that I had to eat my words because it was like a month ago that I was like, look, I think that this track is kind of a banger. Uh, I I don't know if I'd ever watch it outside of this video, but like I think the song is really legitimately good. Uh, and then when I heard it in public in that setting, I was like, I no longer enjoy this. This is not yeah. for me. Right. <laughs> right. Especially when like a, a dude next to me that that works in medical insurance was like singing along, and I was like, No, nah, can't be medical medical insurance, Gary. I can't be that guy. Uh, uh yeah. So the starting line. So the starting oh, you, line. You this album. Into um, something here that we we should follow up on. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk more moving forward about uh, emo in the time period because the thing that I think that uh, pops up in my head a lot when I think about uh, talking about some of these uh, albums is uh, when we had that guy on that does the emo podcast mm-hmm. and had the emo book. And my first question was like, why would you like write about sad music? And he was so fucking angry and frustrated. It was like. Emo is not sad. I don't know what you're doing. Like, stop it. And I was like, I think about that, that small chewing out with some frequency. Cause it's like, okay, th- that is, that was the joke. Like, uh, Oh, cutting, uh, that's, right. that was the, what was lobbed at this entire genre. And like, we've been in this for more than a year now and we keep finding new cool stuff and it is overwhelmingly n- not sad music. And it is certainly not, e- it isn't even what I thought it would be in terms of what I thought emo actually actually was because uh, mm-hmm. like some of these albums there there aren't feelings on them there isn't a there isn't a feelings right. thing and there's it's very rare that we have a whole album that's a pity party uh except for like what we're named after like the brand new albums or something but like uh <laughs> yeah like so this sort of thing is so interesting and like it, it is also interesting to hear the missteps of 2005 uh, mm-hmm. y- yeah, man, you don't don't play that song in concert anymore, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my favorite songs on this album is uh, "Ready," uh, the slow song. It's like track, right. uh, it's uh, track nine. It's a it's a fairly like it's thirteen tracks. I want to say um, just off the bat, and then there's apparently a secret track that I've never heard uh, that was probably on some re-release. Uh, but it doesn't feel that long. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, everything kind of like it's it's very it goes. Well, you, like, the you've album got a thirty goes. second like, intro track, the and you've got the, the the hidden track thing, and it is a forty minute album. Yeah, it does not overstay its welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, Wikipedia describes them as a pop punk band, and yes, I I almost don't want to put them like their songs sound, especially that first album sound like pop punk bands, but I feel like they changed their sound enough around, uh, following albums and like their lyrics aren't, I'd make fun of pop punk a lot because a lot of their lyrics are just like me and my friends are, I don't need a girlfriend because my friends is, you know, and me and my friends. And it's uh, I, I'm, I'm going to record that song. I'm going to use the audio clip from what you just said, <laughs> and I'm going to put guitars under it, and I will prove that that is right. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, think about like the pop punk songs from like 2000 and 2005. It was like Newfound Glory's "My Friends Over You" and like stuff like uh, "Good Charlotte" and oh, what else was popular? I, I think I think we can sum it all all up as my friends over you, which is I I, right. I told Terrence and I don't think I'd mentioned on the podcast. 
I'd been walking around the house singing uh, with some frequency all of a sudden because it just got stuck in my head and it won't fucking go. Uh, <laughs> and like, I'll see, I'll see Viv look up and I'm like, I know, I know what I'm saying because it's all just like, <laughs> bitches, I don't like them. I got bros, put them first, bros before the bitches now, man. And it's just like, this is it. I, it, it sucks that it's so catchy and it is so fucking stupid. And I, right. I, I think about the time in my life that I heard it and uh, like there, there, it is, it is this separate, like when we get into our, our, our notebook, f- uh, Papa Roach uh, spectrum thing where we talk about like, is this threatening mm-hmm. harm on somebody or something? There is, there is another axis that songs should exist on in our, in our scale year. And some of that is this sort of thing about like, I don't need you, but I, I need you to know that I don't need you. I need you to be hurt <laughs> that you don't aren't in my life. And like it, I w I was thinking about it a lot uh, yesterday in terms of like, that is also most Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I was, uh, when you were bringing it up, I was just like, that sounds like Avril Lavigne songs. That sounds like that's, I bring this up a lot, but that's like white people music. Um, like a very, just like vindictive, uh, just like you, you don't know how much I don't need you. Like, it just feels like, uh, if you want to be a 20 year old white person famous in music, you need at least three songs about, I don't need you. And I'm going to show you that I'm going to get revenge, uh, by living my life. Well, it, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge the white people music only on, on the level that I think also most R and B is about the same thing. R&B is also about fucking, though. Right. Sure. And white people music <laughs> cannot be because we're not married. Uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, the, you're, you're right. Uh, no. Uh, the White people music is about making love. R&B music is about fucking. <laughs> get it? Do you get it? This I've been, of, of, so of, I've, of all the bands that I hope actually Google themselves and find find our episodes, I hope the starting line listens to this episode <laughs> where we fucking refuse to talk about the starting line, but we the, love talking fucking. <laughs> uh, welcome back to I've been, our podcast, I've been, <laughs> talking fucking. <laughs> the uh, the newest season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, has. God damn, a, where are we going, man? <laughs> it has it has an R and B song as the every season has had a. Uh, has had an American uh, like pop song or rock song at the end oh. of it. Like the first, the first and second season was uh, was uh, Roundabout by Yes. Then it was Walk Like an Egyptian because the show like goes to Egypt. Uh, then the third season was no, that was the third season was uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. The fourth season was um, Savage Garden's uh, whatever song. I fucking hate Savage Garden. And then this season is Freaking You. By uh, Jodeci. This is the weirdest collection of songs I have ever heard, starting with Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I got to watch this show. I got to understand it's, what this oh, means. Oh, it's so good. You need to watch it. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. I need to. But There's there's two Kef- guys Kefilu's in the first not season named... himself this weekend, so I got to get through it. <laughs> the first, uh, in the first season, there's two guys named Dyer and Straits. Oh, come on. Who made this? Uh, uh, Hirohiko Araki. He is a vampire man. If you look up pictures from him, like he started right the the uh, I want to say the first issue of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure came out like the month after I was born or the month I was born 
like 1987. Jesus. Uh, and he's looked exactly the same for the past 30 years. Good on him. Yeah. It's, Maybe the uh, secret is but, to just change up your musical genres every single day. That's why I'm aging so poorly. I'm just listening to emo now. <laughs> uh, but yes, this album. Um, it's, I feel like this album uh, has like two different speeds, but neither speed is depressing. Uh, like you have like slow songs like Ready and uh, uh, Photography, mm-hmm. and then there's a few other songs, but they're not like they're like these uh, just I don't know like light songs. They're not they're not uh, they're not depressing, but they're not. I mean, I guess they're happy. It's just it's weird <laughs> to uh, because music when it's usually slow is talking about something sad. Um, but this isn't right. It's like literally photography is about, um, I was happy to see a picture of you and me together. Like that's a sweet, uh, sentiment and it's a slow song. And, uh, I don't think you get a lot of that. Um, and I don't think a lot of bands, I mean, there, there are certain bands that I would, uh, that I would say are, are like the starting line. Like you have stuff like the early November and spital field, uh, bands like that, uh, that do this similar thing, but this sort of, uh, pop punk emo, like not, not all the way pop punk, not all the way emo sort of sound, uh, wasn't around for very long. Like it lasted for like three years and then it was gone, which I'm kind of <laughs> surprised. I, I feel like it is, it is also a thing about just, uh, uh, part of it is just the ability to, to play these songs live, like mm-hmm. some of this pop punk and, and especially when you get into some of the speed stuff and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it is what you start having like songs on albums, like the second or third album into a band's career that are really starting to slow things down. Cause you need to put something up there on stage so that you aren't just trying to tear through this for an hour and, uh, and fall <laughs> down and, and die. Uh, and, and, and that is, I mean, that is musical growth as well. And, and certainly like the albums before based on a true story from starting line to me have always felt like not nearly as good as this, uh, mm-hmm. cause it, it is just trying to get the song out there and that makes things kind of, kind of cheesy and direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and this is, uh, this is great. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, their early stuff definitely has a sound of what I would describe as Nickelodeon summertime. Uh, like the 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 kind of the kind of music they would play on a Nickelodeon ad break where they're just like, "All right, kids, time to get outside, meditate, baby," and then like come back thirty minutes for episode of SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's a good album. Um, it's not hard to find. Like this album did, as far as I know, it did pretty well. Yes, um, when it came out. Um, like it was on Geffen Records and uh, peaking at number eighteen on Billboard two hundred. Like it's it's a good album and it definitely stands up uh, now. Like even like quality wise, it still sounds really good. This is this is one of those albums that just everyone had. Even if you didn't, mm-hmm. even if you didn't buy it, you just opened your CD case someday <laughs> and it was like, I guess I own this album. <laughs> uh yeah it's i I uh, think that literally happened to me i think i did like i i think a friend's copy found its way into my cd thing and i was like so i've got that cd now good okay (laughs) i feel like this is an album that i didn't listen to when it first came out um did you just sneeze bless you yes um (laughs) 
uh, when it first, I didn't listen to this album when it first came out. Um, it's probably like two years later or something when I, when I started listening to it. Um, and it, it's just a, it's a fun album to listen to. Like Brock said, it's 40 minutes long and you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be <laughs> down in the, down in the, the dredges. It's just like, man, this album is 63 minutes long and I have other things to do with my life. There's barely time to find the skip button on, on these songs. Like they're, they're a couple of minutes long. And if you hit a point in the song and you're like, I don't like this anymore. It's already over. That's right. that's it. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah, if you like one, uh, if you like one song by this band, you like all songs by this band. They all sound the same. Right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a good time. They're they very much sound like a CW show. Um, the, this album, I did. I it'd been a while. I went back in and was uh, looking at like the the song titles and stuff, and then I combined with the album art and stuff. I I think I I got into my head like. Oh, is this like a, a kind of concept album or at least a theme album that like I just never picked up on it when I was listening to it? And, and it isn't. It's it's just it's an album yeah. of 2005 and, and yeah. it talks about 2005 like, things. Yeah, it's like it's like all the it, it has like all these movie sort of uh, dressing, but none of the none of the songs really really reflect like dressing Fame. dressing or, is the word for it, 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 it yeah it, 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 looking if, if you can't hear the music and you just look at all of it it looks like uh yeah it just it looks like it would be a more cohesive thought uh and it, yeah and it's not it's it's which is fine it not not every album needs to be a concept album please oh god don't let all albums be concept <laughs> albums i don't have time <laughs> Uh, so Brock, you would obviously recommend this album. I would yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. recommend this album. Uh, do you have anything else that you would recommend? I mean, because we talked positively positively about it. Do you have anything else you would want to recommend that sounds similar to this? Or uh, no, I, I mean, this is just one of those that like uh, sometimes we we fire up the the album uh, during the week to get ready for this episode, and it's just this feeling of like, oh yeah, that's emo. Like just that that feeling of like <laughs> we really hit the perfect like. Uh, uh, we we go in so many directions and and we've I've learned about so many bands on this show that I, I really like but then there is that feeling of like and it's it isn't emo because we've we've already talked about emo is a bigger broader idea and like it isn't that thing but like uh, 2005 emo this is a whole pack of that cigarette uh, yeah that is it, it, as soon as it came I was like yep that's what I wanted right now that's that's that feeling <laughs> that's that hit and uh, in 40 45 minutes it does everything it needs to do and then it's done and uh, yeah. What it it has it has almost nothing that like has uh, a weight or a staying power to me. There's nothing incredibly memorable here, which I believe this is not the first time on the show that we've recommended an album that it's like um, you want to put this on in the background while you're driving or something is uh, perfect. It is exactly what you're looking for. It's the kind of album that you that is fun to sing along to, like to put everyone like everyone in the like you could have four people in the car and it's not going to like. I don't like I don't I feel like saying that it's not offensive is kind of an insult, but it's not <laughs> offensive. Like it's it's just like it just seems like something you just put on and right. everyone can enjoy it. Um But yeah. Uh I would I would recommend listening to uh like I mentioned earlier, the early November's <laughs> uh The Room's Too Cold, bless you. Um yes. <laughs> uh that is a I would say it's it sort of falls into the same sort of uh niche of this this but okay. they're on november it's a they're on november is a little bit more um emo emo ish uh it leans further into that 
that's sort of the brand new side, Taking Back Cindy, stuff like that. Um, and it's it's a good album. But, uh, Brock, you got anything else? I am golden here. And I am also golden. So we are the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you.